0: I'm Reena Tiwari. I'm a professor in the School of Design and Built Environment. When I was 11 years old, I rode my bike to school. The school was about three kilometers away, and for my mum, I was still too young to venture the journey on my own. My mum's loan travels had been, and still are limited to, going from the house to the litter box and back. And three kilometers for her little child were too dangerous in her thinking. My sister, however, who was a year older to me, was allowed to ride. And so my mum's no did not make sense to me at all because I thought it wasn't rational. So the next day, there I was, riding along with other kids, feeling old and responsible and free, and my scrawny 11-year-old self felt this strange sense of achievement. Irrespective of what mum and others thought, I could actually ride, and I did actually ride every day to school from there on. This rebellious streak in me against anything irrational continued to grow as I grew older. As a teenager, I would play for hours, creating sculptures out of mud and waste. And hence, when it came to choosing career pathways, I chose engineering. Most of the girls in my school were choosing medicine over engineering as a career. And the medical establishment at the time was predominantly Male, however, when I was studying, there were plenty of women who had started coming into it. Engineering, on the other hand, was still 99% male. This made sense. After all, medicine was seen as a far safer career, doctors worked indoors. While the engineers worked outdoors, doctors saw their patients in familiar indoor environments, while the engineers, during their site supervisions and site visits, met with unfamiliar or unknown people in unknown outdoor settings. But for me, the outdoors were never threatening. They were fun. And rather than being intimidated by men, I knew I could handle them. Being in co-education school environment, my classmates and playmates had always been boys. So I didn't even think twice about enrolling into engineering college, which was about 700 kilometers from my home. My mom, fortunately, broke her rules and her seven meters from the house to the litter box for herself were extended to 700,000 meters for me. By the time I had done this distance a number of times, I knew the art of survival on Indian trains for girls. Rule number one, book the top bunk in order to avoid undue male attention, especially when you are sleeping. Number two, be ready with an action plan if there is eve teasing or bump pinching. Number three, make sure You make friends with fellow travellers to support you in such situations. Anyway, I remember the day when I first arrived at the engineering college campus. I saw men everywhere. Men, men and more men. Male students, male academic staff members, male admin staff members. I was not expecting so many male members. There were around 100 male students to one female student. But somehow men did not bother me. After all, I was that little girl who stole bikes, who played with mud and who had chosen a completely different career for herself. But within few days, I realised there were unwritten rules written by boys for girls. Rule number one was around who we could talk to. Rule number two was around what we could wear. And rule number three was around where we could go and at what time. I remember that we were required under these rules to come back to the hostel at a civilised hour That was like early evening. Architecture entailed working after hours in group situation and therefore this rule was always broken by me. I also did not pay much heed to the restriction on speaking to boys as it did not make sense to me at all. However, there were consequences of not following the rules. One of the consequences was the splashing of my name on the college walls as a loose girl. I still remember that day and I still remember the mix of emotions that I had that day. But the men and their rules did not phase me out as I not only graduated successfully from that university, but a few years after that, after I had done my post-graduation in Delhi, I returned back to the same university as an assistant professor. And sometimes I ask myself why I returned back to the same university, why I applied for a job over there. And the answer that I give to myself is that although there was lots of negativity, what remained with me was the positive side of it, positive of surviving the negativity, learning from it, and growing with it that is what remained and perhaps i wanted to contribute in terms of making a change for the girls over there this journey of defiance survival and return helped me in understanding the power that i gave to myself by rebelling against irrational rules when I think about it, my problem as a little kid was not that I was defined. It had been that the rules did not make sense to me and hence I challenged them. I could, however, understand the unwritten rules made by the boys for the girls in the university. But they were totally irrational or perhaps they were rational. They served a purpose which was to keep women like me in their place, out of building sites, out of the public domain, and out of sight. The punishing graffiti on the wall with my name had made this very clear to me. But now as a middle-aged woman, I still can't make sense of the rules that my mum has written for herself. Obviously she broke these for me, And because of that reason, I am what I am. And I'm so very proud of her for doing that. And I'm also very proud of that young little kid who kept fighting against those rules, challenging them every time. Perhaps that has been my reward for continuing to push boundaries whenever someone's no has not made sense to me.